Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor. And today we have an all-around the NFL-type preseason look, and we are tackling the NFC specifically today on this episode. Uh, Go ahead and look for that AFC one if that's what you're looking for or once you're done with this one. And after we go through the entire NFC team by team, and Connor and I are going to give our win totals, and then we're going to compare those win totals with what FanDuel has and just to kind of give you a a gauge of where we're at. And then we are going to go through our top 10 power rankings of NFL teams going into week one. And from there, it will just be a weekly power rankings episode. So we're going to start out in our NFC East. Connor, who we got first? We'll start with them boys, them Cowboys. I have them as an eight-win team this year. About 500 is a cowboy thing to do. Yep. I think they aren't anything special. I don't think they're going to beat anyone that's a Super Bowl contender, but I also think they'll take care of business against the lesser opponents. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put it. Um, I have the Cowboys as a nine-win team at nine and eight. Again, right around that 500. It's, yeah, like you said, it's a pretty Cowboys thing to do. And as of late, it's a very NFC East thing to do to rack up eight or nine wins and be hoping for a playoff spot. But it is the nature of the NFC East and the NFC as a whole the last few years. Yeah, and they lost a couple key components on that offense a couple of the weapons they lost so, Randy Gregory they lost Gregory on the, the defense so they've got they've got some stuff to uh, be mindful of going into this season we'll see how they perform but I think eight wins sounds good the New York Giants have been garbage for a long time very long time very long time I think they're going to be a six win team I have them at four wins, possibly five. It was one of those coin flips where I couldn't make up my mind and I leaned towards a loss, but that could have been could have been a win for them. So uh, I have them at four and 13, kind of peaking at about five. I could maybe see them stealing six out, but right around that area is about the best you're going to get. Oh, I think they have some weapons on offense, and it's going to be all about Daniel Jones, obviously. But if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, that'll help. They've got some pieces on defense, but when you think about it, they're not even the worst team in their division, in my mind. I think them and the Commanders are right there with each other. Yeah. So that'll be the important part for the Giants this season: is make sure they're better than the Commanders. Yeah, it's it sounds it sounds like it shouldn't be that hard, but uh, for the Giants, that is it's a pretty tall task. Um, Eagles are nine and eight for me, and I said that I could totally see them being a ten win team, uh, depending on if they sweep their season series with the Cowboys or not. So I have the Eagles at ten wins. I think they're going to be 
similar to kind of what they were last year. Very up and down. They're going to be definitely run heavy. They added A.J. Brown, which theoretically should help their offense, but we'll see if Jalen Hurts is actually able to make any strides in the passing game. But I think they are going to beat the two bottom feeders of their division pretty easily. And they, they're, they're a type of team that if they protect the ball, they're going to run, they're going to move. They could possibly throw an upset in my mind. Yeah, I they could definitely upset teams. Um, I don't see them really taking down any of the big, big dogs. Um, but, you know, I could see them coming away on top of a few games they shouldn't have been in, shouldn't have won. But, yeah, right around that 500 mark, um, 10 wins at best. But that's a lot better than I have the Commanders at 5-12, and 12, uh, with a possibility of 6 for me. Um, I don't quite remember what that one was in the schedule, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was all just depending on how the division plays out with, within each other. Um, I could see them at five, five or six wins. So I got them at I five. Them five. I have them at five. A lot of that rides on Carson Wentz. Rumor has it he has not looked good through camp. They can run the ball okay. Their defense was where they kind of hung their hat the past few years, but I think their defense is going to take a few steps back. They've got a relatively easy schedule, but they'll be in some tight games with some of the wor- the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. So they have every opportunity to get more than five. I just don't think they're going to be able to pull out enough of those close games against bad teams to make that the case yeah so what would you have the fan duel yeah so for that division cowboys were 10 and a half okay washington eight and a half okay that bit a little high that bit seems a little high to me uh the eagles nine and a half Giants seven and a half. Also pretty dang high. So not expecting a whole lot out of this division, no. To be honest with you. Yep, right around nine, ten wins to win that one is what they're thinking. That's about what I thought. And uh it's about what you thought, huh? That is what I thought. Alright, NFC North. We have the Bears. Uh do not have them doing well this season. I have the Bears struggling. I have them at three and fourteen, and four and four, uh, four and thirteen being the absolute best case scenario, depending on if they get swept by the Lions or not. Uh, but yeah, I have them at three and fourteen. Not really inspiring there. They have a second-year quarterback that didn't get what I feel like was good reps because he didn't have a very, he didn't have anyone surrounding him. They've lost. A lot of pieces. They don't have a good O-line at all. So, I mean, there's not a lot to look at for me for the Bears. I've got the Bears at a four-win team. Just a weird gut feeling here is week one they play the Niners. Just just feel like that's one. That that would be that would a send, bonus dude, that one. That would send all of San Fran into a frenzy calling for Jimmy G to come back in immediately. So I don't think 
they'll win it, but there's this part of me that really believes Trey Lance is going to come in and struggle majorly and the Bears will be able to pull that one out and if that's the case they become a five win team for me but otherwise it's four and it's just beaten up on like the Texans or the Falcons snagging one from the Lions and that's about all you're gonna do yeah I mean they it's not great odds uh I think they're right on up there with one of the most likely teams to go winless uh, right up there with the, te- the Texans this year um, if the chips don't fall their way I could see them with a big old 0-17 winless is not easy it's not easy but that's what I'm saying if, if there was a team it's them or the Texans they're the NFC representative of the trash bowl alright Packers I think they take a step back from the past few seasons of 13 ish wins I have them at 11. I think that is going to be about right. I think they'll take their business against the Lions and the Bears. But I think them and the Vikings are going to be really competitive this year. They got some games against, like the Bucks could go either way for me, but it's a game in Tampa, so I'm leaning towards the Tampa side of things. Gotcha. And we've seen... Was it it had to have been like two or three years ago when they played Tennessee and Tennessee just absolutely oh, yeah. mopped the floor with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have Tennessee again. Is that that's a thing I could see happening again. Yeah. That style. They just get dominated up front. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get much of the ball. Can't win. Yeah, I um I, I'm in the, I don't think that they're I think that they're not as good as they were last year, but I have them with at 14 wins, possibly 15, strictly based on their schedule. Um, I think that they're going to clean up their division very nicely. Um, I think they're going to go a nice 6-0, and and that would put them at the 15 win mark. Um, you split with the Vikings, and I think that puts them at the 14-3 and mark. Um... But yeah, I, I don't think that this... So you only have them with two losses. Other than the Vikings? Yeah. Rams at home, Bills in Buffalo? Yes. So you think they go to Tampa and win? Yes. Okay. I do. Yeah, 100%. I had no doubt in my mind. I don't think that that's going to be a game to worry about. Um, Tampa is very up and down for me. And I, I, I do think a big hit, big hitter like uh, the Packers is going to show everyone that Tampa is not great. Was it two years ago Aaron Rodgers went to Tampa and threw three picks and had probably the worst game of his career? Because <laughs> just, just, just as a funny little coincidence, this yeah. is also a week three game in Tampa. Wow. Just throwing that out there. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns there. Um you know, if they come out with 11 wins, I, I I wouldn't be surprised. But they look like they have a really easy schedule, and they got three gimme game or four gimme games against the Lions and the Bears. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Packers are just gonna roll through the NFC this year, personally. Fair enough. I then will take us to the Lions. I've been a big fan of the Lions for a long time because they've been terrible. I don't think they're terrible this year. I think they're an eight-win team. 
Wow. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm listening. So, I, based off of last year, they were in games. They were fighting. They were close. They were a couple bowed, bad bounces, tough luck away from a couple additional wins there. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think it's very real that they sweep them this season. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. games against like the Seahawks. The Patriots game, I think, is more up in the air than most people would think. It's in Foxborough, so I leaned Patriots, but that's a game I see them having a chance to win. They have the Jags, Jets. So I think they I think they have a very real possibility to be around that 500 spot. Yeah, I um, am not in that same ballpark with you. Uh, I have them five and 13 with a possibility of going up to six. Uh, I do believe that's if they sweep the if they sweep the Bears, Bears. that that would put them at six and 12. Uh, but yeah, five and 13 is the mark that I have them down at. I, I like them. I'm rooting for them. I just there's just not a lot there. They do have good cook. They have good coaching. If the running can get some ground moving and give Jared Goff the time he needs because he doesn't make quick decisions, I I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of the quarterback. And when you don't have a terrific quarterback, you need a lot more talent than that team has um, to go 500 in this league. But that's again just my opinion. I do like rooting for the Lions. I always root for the Lions. Um, and if they got eight wins, I would be so happy for them. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, eight wins, though, for the Vikings would be massively disappointing in my mind. I think 11, 10, 11 wins for the Minnesota Vikings is my estimation of their season. That's exactly where they're at for me. I have them at 10 and 7 right now. And uh, I said if they sweep the Lions, uh, that would put them at 11 and 6. But I do think the Lions are going to steal one off of the Vikings this year. So that's why I have them at that 10 and 7 mark. But um, I think it's very possible. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't the Lions. that was if the if the Vikings don't get swept by the Packers, which I think is very real. Week one, I think I think they'll be at eleven wins, but if they do get swept out, they'll be at ten. Week one, Vikings play the Packers in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. So that's Aaron Rodgers with a brand new receiving core against the Vikings in Minnesota. I think that is a very real possibility. The Vikings can come out of that game one and zero, but I think you have the Packers a little better than I do. I have Minnesota and the Packers atop that division, fighting it out to the end. Yeah, for me, the Packers win that one pretty comfy, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to an 11-12 finish there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So the Packers are expected to win that division. Ten and a half wins is their line. Bears, five and a half. Vikings, nine and a half. And the Lions at six and a half. All right, that's, that's, that's Feels about right. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. That's right. That's right in there. South? Yeah, we can go to the South. NFC South. Panthers. I've got Terrible. them at six and eleven. Terrible. I think they are. I gotta give. I, I gave them more wins than I. They probably deserve strictly because they have Christian McCaffrey and Baker Mayfield, and I do think that uh, those are Christian McCaffrey is one of the best players in the league, and I do believe if that I, Baker Mayfield is um, 
he, he can move the ball. He can move the ball well. But other than those two players, I'm very uninspired by the Panthers. I think the Panthers are about five wins. I'm giving them week one against the Browns in Carolina. I think Baker's going to yeah, fall out. Yeah, I gave him that so, one too. I'm giving him that. I also, I'm not, I don't know where their defense is at. I don't feel like it's going to be a good defense. Their offense in the past has relied heavy, heavy on Christian McCaffrey. And if he goes down, that win total could fall. But they've got some opportunities against some bad teams to steal some wins. They also are in, I mean, they're in a division with the Falcons and the Saints are an up and down team too. The Saints are in a massive unknown and with Jameis Winston at quarterback, literally anything is possible. Yeah, you could lose by 30 or win by 30 with five interceptions. Yeah, no no clue. But I think Panthers aren't going to be great. Five wins. I think the Falcons are going to be even worse. Uh, the Falcons are going to be terrible, yeah. I have them at a very generous four. I thought my four was pretty generous, too. Yeah, my four includes... A win against the Browns. A win in Seattle. And picking up something maybe against like the Bears or snagging one off the Bucks or beating the Commanders in Washington. So there's there's potential for a few wins, but this is a team lacking talent in a lot of positions. Yeah, I think those those games are the ones that I was in a toss up for and uh yeah, I think I have them. I thought four and thirteen was a little generous, but at the same time, you know, it's really hard to lose like that. It's it's so hard to lose that many games too. Yeah, because everyone on your team is still a professional, is still very talented, and it's a game that requires a lot of things to come together to work well for you. And yep. if it's another team's off day, you never know. And they got a lot of moving pieces: new quarterback, exactly, new coaching. Rookies everywhere. We'll see. Both of us at that four mark for the Falcons. The New Orleans Saints, I feel like we're going to disagree on. I think this team has a lot of potential. I went with eight. And I thought that was slightly on the conservative side. I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to pull one, possibly two off the Bucs. They always play the Bucs well. But I do believe week two they're going to be Tampa Bay at home yeah so for me I have them at six uh, because when just for me personally as a fan and just somebody when I analyze sports if I don't know a lot about the team or if there's a lot of question marks or a lot of things I just need to see on the field before I can come up with an opinion um, I don't tend to favor that. I don't tend to favor potential. I tend to favor what I see. And if a question mark is not a good thing, it's not a, what. oh, this could be good. It's a, yo, you got to figure that out type of thing. So anytime there's a question mark there, I tend to lean towards the, I don't like that side more than the, ooh, this could be potent. This could have some good potential. So I think that's where our difference is. And seeing as you said, you had a conservative eight, I'm pretty happy with my six. I think that's a really solid spot for them however i could absolutely see them being an eight win team because like you said you never know what's going on with Jameis, and you just and they have michael thomas back yeah alvin kamara yeah drafted 
the rookie receiver from Ohio State who's wicked fast. Jarvis Landry's back there. I think Tyron Matthews on their defense now. They have talent in a lot of spots. It's going to be a lot down to ball put it, security. Put it together. Hold on to the ball. You got, stop, you got a chance. Stop the other team. You got a chance. We both have Tampa winning this division, clearly, right? Yes. Yeah, I have Tampa at 13-4 and four with a possible 12-4, and four depending on um, how well they do in division. Um, Tampa's got a really easy schedule. Um, you know, I think a lot of people that watch a lot of AFC football are going to be looking at Tampa and saying, wow, man, that's a... That's a good team over there in Tampa, and it's like yeah. they got a pretty they got a pretty lax schedule and a pretty lax division this year. Um, so, you know, I think 13, 12 to 13 wins is a good number for them. I could see them dropping a few. I could see them winning a few more. It's just there's very few games in here that I think they should have trouble with. I went with an 11, could possibly be 12. A lot of their tough games they get – at home that's one thing i looked at too so just off off the top packers at home chiefs at home rams at home Bengals at home yeah i don't have them winning all of those games but they but could the, absolutely they have a be way better chance they have a way better chance of swinging it especially yeah. with tom yeah so i went with 11 but i very easily could see that being a 12 and similarly 12. with me, I went with 13, could easily see that being a 12, even 11, if I'm being honest. So, what do we got? Going to the weighest. No, what do we got uh, for, oh, yeah, yeah. for the win total bets? Over-unders. Over so, they had the Bucks at 11 and a half. You took the, you said 13? Yeah. Yeah, I went in 11 and a half, right around both of us. Saints, eight and a half. They are obviously a little more optimistic than you are. Indeed. Panthers, six and a half. And Falcons at four and a half. Well, I hit Panthers and Falcons right on the head. So, I think that, that Falcons one has been the lowest one we've seen yet, huh? Yeah, that four and a half. That's... Falcons, Texans at four and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, we're headed out west. Out west, a lot less wild in this west, I must say. There's Niners. a massive unknown in this west, and that is the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran, don't know what's going on down there, I'll tell you that. Uh, I got them at 9-8. and eight. Um, I could see them at 10-8, and eight, and I could also see them at 8-9. and nine. Uh, I don't know. There's lots of talent there, but there was a lot of talent in Indianapolis last year, and that resulted to them having to beat the Jags to make it in and they didn't and I could see that be a very similar situation here for San Fran um, as far as record goes just being in that around the 500 area um, but yeah I could see him being a 10 win team but I could also see him being an 8 win team so I put him right in the middle at 9. I have him at 10 I think this is going going to be obviously it's dependent on Trey Lance you yes. make it to the conference championship and then you switch your quarterback up for a younger, potentially more explosive, higher ceiling guy. But we don't know. And to me, they're going to be a good team, sheerly because of their coaching and the talent. But 
it'll depend how slow they start if they start slow so I've got them off to a little bit slower of a start which leads me into the 10 wins versus maybe an 11 or 12. So I've got the Cardinals right around the same spot, honestly. I have them at 9 and 8 pretty solidly. Um, They are missing D-Hop for the first week, right? Six. Six. Isn't a few six game PED? Is it? Was it six games? Really? Wow. Okay, yeah. So they're missing him for the first six weeks, and I definitely took that into account. Um, It's hard when you're missing a number one receiver, especially when he's of that caliber. Um, But yeah, nine and eight, they're definitely a team that could, if they show up to play, could absolutely beat some big time teams, but they could absolutely not show up to play and drop games that they shouldn't. And any team that does that gets right right around a 500 from me, so. I got them eight wins. I think there's games like the Eagles game. It's in Arizona, but I could very real see them drop that game. 49ers late in the season. think that might be a tough one again for them. They've got a tough schedule. I don't know. They've just been too inconsistent for me throughout, I think, eight wins. Yep. Respectable. It's right around the 500 mark. Respectable. If they become more consistent, that could easily jump up towards 10 in my mind. I feel like that's the case with a lot of 500 teams where if they can just string together some consistent play, um, they can get on that. Those teams that are in the 8 and 9 can push up to that 9 and 8 mark, and those teams that are 9 and 8 can get that 10th win. Very easily. Um, yeah, they definitely fall in that category. A team that does not fall into that category is the Seattle Seahawks. Who I have at four and thirteen with maybe a fifth win in there, depending depending on if they split with the Niners. That I remember specifically that if the Seahawks split with the Niners, that'll put them at five and thirteen. But I don't think they will, so I have them at four and thirteen. I have them at three. That sounds about right. They don't have a defense really. Their run game isn't great. Offensive line not special. They've got DK Metcalf, but is that really going to matter all that much? Well. They got Geno Smith, who just beat out Drew Locke for the starting position, so I'm not really optimistic about the chances of DK getting the ball, although I will always root for Geno Smith. I think they get a couple decent wins at home. Not Maybe not decent wins. They beat some bad teams at home. Their road record is going to be god-awful this year. Yeah, they're not going to win anything on the road. It's going to be really tough. So, three is is where I put them. Yeah, a very, I put them at four. Very large number there. And where you got the Rammies? The Rammies for me, thirteen. I put them at thirteen as well. Oh, um, I think they could get up to fourteen, but I think that's the, about the max for them. Uh, but yeah, I think thirteen is a good number for them. They have a lot of tough road games, and that's that's the real swing here for me. If they can steal a couple of those on the road. They Which should, they, they fully have the possibility to do. They should not struggle in division. Um, no. I, I would not be shocked if they swept I, division. I, I think I have them at 5-1 and one in division and losing to the Niners once. Losing to the Niners, I can see Kyle Shanahan's got Sean McVay's number got him figured out. It doesn't matter home away. Those two teams always play each other really close, so it would not shock me if it went either way. But right around that 13... 
maybe stretch to 14, maybe fall to 12 if they lose a game they shouldn't. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. What are our over-unders at? So for this division, we have the Niners at 9.5, Cardinals 8.5, Seahawks 5.5, Rams 10.5. Well, with the exception of the Rams being severely low-balled, we hit all those right on the head there, bud. Yeah, I think we did all right. Yeah, that was pretty good. So what is your uh, what's your NFC playoff picture look like? NFC playoff picture, Rams, Eagles, Bucks are clear division winners. Uh, Packers, Vikings, I have tied. So depending on tiebreaker, uh, wild cards go to the Niners and whoever doesn't win that division with the Packers and the Vikings. And then I have a three-way tie for that third playoff spot between the Cowboys, Saints, Cardinals, all with eight wins. Pretty much all of those. I have those all those same teams in the conversation except for the Saints. Um, I have a one-seeded Packer, Packers, two-seeded Rams, and then I have the Bucks as the third seed, and then the Eagles as the fourth seed. Again, I, I had the Eagles and the Cowboys both had nine wins, but I was pretty firm on my number with nine on the Cowboys, but I thought the Eagles could possibly get up to ten there. Uh, so I went ahead and I gave them the division winner there, uh, and that left the Vikings at ten wins for that first wildcard spot, the Niners at nine and eight, um, but like I said, I could easily see them being up at that 10 win mark. So I gave them the second wild card spot. And then I have a tie for that third one. And I have no idea, but that would be going to either the boys or the cards. So again, that team ain't going to make it far because they're going to be playing the Rams. But, you know, it, it's good to have a little mental picture going into it. Let's hop into the power rankings real quick. Let's start at number 10, work our way down. Again, Connor and I made our own lists and came to uh, an agreement on what we thought was the closest to our combined top 10. And that started out with the Ravens at number 10. Uh, I think the Ravens are a very talented team. Uh, The main point that really kind of let them make our top 10 list uh, was they win with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar helps them win games. Top end potential, who knows with them, but we know for a fact Lamar keeps them competitive in almost every game they play. And that's good enough for me for a top 10 spot going into week one. What you got at number nine? Number nine, the Denver Broncos. New quarterback, new coach. New owners. New outlook. Lots of them. New outlook on life. They're going to be competitive. Defense, offense should be a very well-rounded, well-balanced team. Maybe little bit of time to adjust out of the gates but i think a firm spot in the top 10. i I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of an adjustment period absolutely new scheme from coach hackett moving on from uh last year's train wreck uh the two biggest things that the broncos needed to be competitive they got in the off season they got better scheming hopefully and they got a better quarterback and when those are your two big needs and you get them filled, there's not much you can complain about when you have the talent like them. So I think a nine spot is pretty fair. Number eight, we've got the Colts, another team that is just stacked up and down. And the main thing they needed help at, they absolutely got it. Matt Ryan is going to bring that consistency a lot more than I think Carson Wentz is going to get. And I think with that run game, with their absolutely oppressive defense, 
all they need is Matt Ryan, who has the potential to be, you know, almost have a second wind here in his career, he could absolutely give them that consistency that they need to make it over the hill and beat their theoretical Jaguar and get into the playoffs this year. Yeah, Matt Ryan definitely, I think, puts them clear in that division. Definitely sets them apart. They needed the quarterback, and they needed better weapons for a quarterback. They had decent receivers. Matt Ryan will hopefully elevate them, and that just team in general is not a fun team to play against. To seven, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, this one's tough. It's really hard to gauge. Um, I, w- I really wish I could see the Bucks play a lot more AFC teams this year. Um, you know, like when we were going through our you know NFC schedule here, uh, I had them in a super high win total, way higher than you would just think based on where I would put them talent-wise. Uh, but, you know, I think seven is a good spot for them. They still have the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. They... You know, they still got good talent there, but, you know, they're missing a lot of pieces. less than in the past. Less than in the past, for sure. They're injured in some key spots. Tom's that bit older, and I don't really know when we'll see what the Bucks are meant to be for this year, but they're definitely a top-10 team to start it. I, I, I don't know. There's too many question marks for me to throw them much higher, but we've yeah. seen where the, what their potential is. Yeah, if, if it comes with anybody. if it comes together, they have the pieces to compete and be right there. And all you need when you're that type of team is a playoff berth, and you can make things happen. Exactly. All right, we're gonna move on up to number six, which is the Green Bay Packers. Pretty easy schedule this year, backed by a good running back duo and the two-time MVP. Connor thoughts. Losing his favorite target. Devonte held a massive amount of targets. We knew how good he was. We knew how good that connection is. Only big question mark with this team is where are they going to get their offensive production outside of that run game now? Um, young wide receivers. We'll see which ones step up. But they'll be right around it. They are still a talented and skillful team. But they'll have a learning curve for sure. And great quarterbacks do make receivers better. So having Aaron Rodgers throwing to these young guys will absolutely help them put up better numbers and be more productive. So, you know, I'm not too worried, especially with the division they're playing in. They're going to run up a score, get some good home field advantage. And um, I just expect them to do what they've been doing the last few years, if I'm being honest. Bengals at five. Fresh off a Super Bowl appearance, only things I've seen them do in the offseason are improve their weaknesses. They're going to be a real team, offensively, defensively. We know they can score with anybody. They can score in bunches. They can score any way they want. We're going to see if they're the real deal again, but I certainly believe so. Yeah, I think they're the real deal for sure. I'd like to see them be more consistent. Um, they are a young team, and that's what you get when you get a young team. You get those inconsistencies, but they made it work last year. I mean, they came out of the, a really stacked AFC when nobody thought they should have. Um, you know, 
they're in a good spot this year again. Uh, they, like you said, they've done nothing but get better. Um, I do think it'll take them a few weeks at least to get up to where they were playing in that playoff run and just before, because that was some incredible football that we had not seen from them consistently all season. So I think it might take them a few weeks to get back into it. But yeah, they're definitely one of the premier teams in this league. Four brings us to the Chargers. They also, like the Bengals, have a young, exciting team. Mostly the quarterback. But they've made some key additions. Top to bottom, this team is wicked talented and has been for probably the better part of like my lifetime. I don't know. I always feel like the Chargers have a lot of talent. Never able to really put it together. Always make that dumb mistake. I don't yeah. think that's the case this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really feel the same uh, as you do. I've always, even when the Chargers had all of the talent, I would always be like, yeah, but they're still the Chargers. They're still going to find their ways to lose. They're still going to find their way to choke their way out of the playoffs. That Chargers team last year should have made the playoffs, but they didn't. And um, they're not going to make that mistake again. I think that this is a new Chargers, and the we might have mistaken they're young learning how to be in this league for just being more of chargers football when really it was just them getting ready to break through and prove to them that this is a new brand of chargers but man that's going to be an electric team to watch and follow this year for sure we got number three kansas city chiefs problem for the chargers chiefs are in their division chiefs are chiefs are going nowhere they lost Tyreek Hill, but do we really question whether or not Mahomes is still going to be able to be productive? I don't. Dude's still going to blow the roof off places and put up points, win games. Not an easy team to beat, no matter what. No, absolutely. The The Chiefs are going to continue to beat teams comfortably. They're going to continue to score points at will on the majority of teams in this league. And uh, it takes a very special team or a special game or a special moment to beat this team. And, um, you know, they're, they're the new Patriot dynasty in the AFC. They're that team that you can just pencil in for the AFC championship game every year until something changes because, man, they just... They're just a machine that I. they're going to keep moving. Number two, defending Super Bowl champs, Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, number two, that is because they lost a few pieces, but not, nothing too big. Um, uh, definitely the best team in the NFC for me. Uh, I don't think... You know, the pieces they do, they did lose are the, we're going to buy a Super Bowl title. You know, the loners, like, all They in. got them for that they run. They got them for the run. Uh, so, but the core is still there. You still got Matt Stafford, which was the biggest acquisition. Um, you still have Cooper Cup, who was the best wide receiver in the league last year. And it's just, we're in a good spot uh, to see them just hold it down, continue to take care of an easier division, put themselves in a good spot for the end of the season, keep themselves healthy, and I think they're going to make another run or two in the next year or two. So. I believe it. I don't think they're a team that's going to get like fat and happy with their one Super Bowl 
No, absolutely They've, they've got a lot of guys on that team who... Well, there's Matt Stafford who's making up for lost time. Yeah, absolutely. So he's not going to waste One it. is not enough for him. But then there's someone like Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey who are greatness. Like, they are... That is what they're chasing. They're chasing to be the best at their position of all time. And you can't, do that. you can't do that without rings. So, number one, we've got the only team that actually plays in New York. And Buffalo that is the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Dow Bills. So, I can't think of anything they've lost. They've only added yeah, it's to unreal. what was arguably one of the best rosters last year. So, I think they are, without question top two three top to bottom most talented teams josh allen is at worst top three quarterbacks i feel like that is a pretty safe thing to say they're growing they're hungry they got a chip this year well look at just look at how you go out you go out playing one of the best games of football you've played against one of the best teams in the league and you lose because you don't get the you don't get the ball first no they lost because they didn't stop them with 13 seconds that's correct but nobody was stopping anyone in that game it was a full offensive thing so you're sitting there and you're like look you're in the biggest game in most of those players lives up until that point and they showed up and they put up incredible amounts of points on the offensive side of the ball they definitely showed up and the thing is you can't really even blame the defense too bad because yeah they were getting torched but they were getting torched by Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and I mean it just nobody was able to stop those people consistently and when they were rolling they were rolling and in that game they were both sides were rolling and to know deep down like we, we could have close. we could have done that we could have done that and we could have made it they could have beaten the Bengals. they could have beaten the rams but they didn't and because they didn't and they're still just as good they're going to be playing fiery this year they're the team to beat i don't i think a lot of this season is going to go through buffalo and it's only fitting to them week one power rank i think that's a very fair place to have them and that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in all the way to the end. Make sure you go ahead and check out that AFC uh, edition. We do the exact same thing we did in this episode. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions.
Oh, thank you.